Welcome to the TikTok Podcast. The clock is always ticking, so let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Hey, friends. What if I told you that I'm going to give you an extra hour? Or two hours? Or five hours? Or eight hours in a day? Would you say, gimme, gimme, gimme? I need it. I gotta have it. I'm sure you would. Well, today's episode is a piggyback off of last time where we were talking about the bug me list. Do you guys remember that? All right, the bug me list. If you did not listen to that, go back and listen to episode 26 because we talked about how to tolerate less and make more. And not just money, but time and everything that goes with it. So I wanted to spend more time talking about the very first thing that you're going to do on the list, not only because it was on the list, but if you listen, I mean, I'm all about like, let's promote all these episodes on TikTok. I loved last Friday's episode number 27 with my dear friend, Heather. And at the very end, we really started to touch a little bit on this delegation concept. So I wanted to give a whole episode to it because I feel like that is something that so many women are afraid of or don't do well or really just don't know how to do it. And we don't want that to stop you. We want to bonus you all these extra hours. It's actually a magical way to give yourself more time. So I know everybody on here could use some more of it. And this is how you're going to get it. I want to tell you a story of one of the very first major times that I started to delegate and delegate well. I'd heard the concept. I believe it's from Mary Kay Ash that don't spend dollar time on penny jobs. In other words, if this is something that is best for you to do, you should be doing that and not something else that anyone else can do just as well or close to it. So I decided that being single, living in an 800 square foot duplex, that I was going to have someone come clean my house twice a month. I probably get it done once a month, but I just felt like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. Now, how long do you think it would take someone to clean an 800 square foot duplex of someone who lived alone I did have a cat. So there was that. (laughs) I was a pretty neat person and had one bathroom and a tiny kitchen. I don't think it would take them very long, right? But this was a huge step for me. I did not have the extra money for someone to come clean my house. But I knew that that was time spent in one area that could be time spent in another area for me. And I was doubling my time. Someone was cleaning the house while I was doing something else. So what happened during that time? First of all, I loved having my house clean. Sometimes I was there. Most of the time I wasn't. So I would walk in and you know that smell. I'm like, ooh, and I didn't have to do it. The second thing that happened was because I was paying someone and I really didn't have the money for it, I hustled during those. I mean, I guess I could say two hours. It probably took them about 15 minutes, but they were there an hour or two. I 
was so efficient with my time. I was so purposeful with my time. I wasn't going to sit around and like watch a movie or watch a show or just go to lunch with a girlfriend and blow the two hours. I needed to make money while that was happening. So I took that time and that was some of the most productive time out of my every other week. And it taught me that I was capable of some more delegation. So it was like my little test run and I loved it. So why don't we do things like that? Well, I think there is a societal pressure. I'm going to talk about the extrinsic things first. There is a societal pressure on women to do it all. There is a myth that we should do it all, can do it all, that that's our responsibility, that all the household things are our responsibility. I mean, if you made a list of all of the things that you do, it would take an army. It would take, I mean, I'm just going to say we are so good at something that's not good, which is multitasking and doing all that, that men are so much more narrow in what they do at one time. If you made that list, you would be doing the jobs of so many people. Well, not only are the extrinsic pressure of we should be doing it all. And it's funny, I watched a reel. I watched a reel of a hairstylist who said, when I wanted to become a hairstylist, I love doing hair. Now that I'm a hairstylist, I do hair. I also am a videographer and a photographer and a content writer and an editor. And uh, because now all the extra things that she needs to do in order to have a viable business in this modern day means she has so many more tasks and things to do, right? I just thought that was kind of funny. I thought, yeah, most of the time we just want to do this one thing, even if it's just parenting or if it's just, but everything else that comes from it, all the other little things that tend to take our time. So remember you did your bug me list last week. You wrote down all the things that you could delegate and now still things are going to hold you back. I know it. I know it. What are some of the things that are more intrinsic? Well, I don't know if I like having someone in my home. I don't know if someone can do it as good as I can do it. I would have to train someone. I don't know if I trust someone. I don't think I can afford it, right? Well, to answer some of those questions first, and I'm going to give you, in my mind, the different ways here in just a second. There's one, two, three, there's four ways. Four ways that I'm going to give you I believe that I have done personally to allow myself to have this delegation happening. So I just want to say so many things can be done virtually now. So if you don't like people in your home, so many things can happen. That's also a time that as long as you trust them, that could be a time where you get out of your home. And sometimes we stay in our home and we find many other things we could do or should do. And then we start talking to our assistant or whoever is helping us. And it doesn't end up giving us more time after all. So maybe that's time for you to get out. Okay, how well can someone do it? I'm a big fan of John Maxwell. John Maxwell said, if somebody can do it 80% as good as I can, and then he does there's no period there. There's like a semicolon. He says, or the potential for 80% as good as I can, then I'm going to let them do that. I'm going to empower them to do it. Okay, I have to train someone. You know, you could use that opportunity to create a training manual. You know, I have found that I don't necessarily need the perfect person for a job, although that's great. But sometimes they're so great that they work themselves right out of that job into a better job, so to speak. But if I create a perfect system or a perfect manual for them, then the next person that comes along should 
that person move on, the initial person move on, they can be taught through that manual. So it might take a little extra time to train them, but you're also going to see how much does in fact need to be delegated as you're going through that process training them. You can vet your help. You can put them on a probation period. That's what I've always liked to do. And I'm jumping ahead getting into paid help, but I always put them on a 30-day probation period. And I say, you know, after the 30 days, let's you and I both evaluate. I've had times where I had someone helping me and it turns out it wasn't great. It wasn't great. And I thought, oh no, I'm stuck now. How do I get out of it? Well, if you both agree that there's going to be a trial period, you might even like that word better than probation, but that's just what they call it, a trial period. And then you're both going to come back and say, is this working for each one of us? So that can help you to know that you're not, you don't have, you don't have to keep this person if it's not the right fit. And then I'll just tell you, you can't afford not to, because the result is going to be burnout and overwhelm, dropping tasks and simply just not growing. Most of the time, growth is going to come from the ability to have help and to have that help do the things so you can do the most important things. A couple other things I want to share before I tell you the different ways that I have help and delegation are John Maxwell's 10-80-10. So he's got a lot of rules. If you you know him, then you love him. 10-80-10. And he does say that a lot of times he'll spend the first 10% of a task or whatever that is working on it as well. The 80% is delegated and then he'll finish up with the final 10%. So some of you might like that concept. You're not completely giving it away to somebody else, but you're there a little bit at the beginning to inspect it and then a little bit at the end to wrap it up and make sure that it's what you expected. Also, I just want you to know that I believe that effective delegation and collaboration is really going to be where success and freedom and peace come from. So here's the different ways that I have done it over the years and continue to. Way number one is bartering and trade-offs. So this would be exchanging different tasks or favors with others. So I give this, you give that. This might be trading skills and services with friends, families, or colleagues. I love doing this because there are people that are so great at things that I am so bad at. And there are things that I am so great that they might not be great at. In my organization, we book and schedule appointments. Would you believe that for years and years and years, I have had the girls on my team buddy up and those that love to book appointments, they book their colleagues, their peers, their friends appointments for them, just like they were an assistant. They would call them up and say, this is so-and-so's assistant and I'm calling to schedule your appointment, just like a doctor's office would, et cetera. How great is that? And in exchange, the other person would do another task that they might not like. That might be something that's maybe more of the creative brain, or they might come organize their office or do something in that respect. So they're both gaining something and they're both doing something that they're good at in exchange for each other. I've had different seasons too, where I needed someone and wanted someone that would come decorate for Christmas for me. I like it, but it wasn't the best use of my time. And there are people that love it. There are people that love to do, believe it or not, laundry, grocery shopping, errands. There are people that are so gifted in technology, so gifted in relational projects. They're so gifted in social media. What are you so gifted in? What if you said, hey, 
I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, we both win. It's a win-win situation. So what on that list of your bug me things could be bartered or have a trade-off with? The next thing that I want to talk about is volunteer help. Now, this one tends to be the hardest because there is an ask there. And we tend to just shy away from that. I don't want to ask anybody. I would rather be a contributor to life and to people than a taker. That tends to be me. But I just have to share a personal story that has to do with this particular podcast itself. So when I was getting ready to launch it and I made my big announcement on my social of what I was doing, there's an editing program called Audacity and you can audio edit through it. And I'm fairly intelligent, but it was just, it was not bringing me joy. Okay. It was not bringing me joy. So offhandedly, and I was kind of joking. I said on that live at the end, oh, if anybody knows an audio engineer (laughs) who would be willing to share just a little bit of their expertise. I would so appreciate it. Well, I get, and it's a, this is a much longer and like even more special story, but for time's sake, I'll keep it short. I got a message from an incredible woman named Kathy Tomlinson. And Kathy said, my son is an audio engineer and I'm sure he'd be happy to answer a couple questions. She gave me Andy's phone number. I texted Andy. I said, Andy, if you'll just show me a couple levels that I can change, like I would be so appreciative. And he said, send me over your podcast. Let me check it out. Well, a few minutes later, he said, well, I just went ahead and edited it for you. I was like, Andy, that's so kind of you. Like, what do I owe you? And he refused. He refused to take anything from me for that. So I said, okay, well, I don't want to bug you about it, but I do need to know to do it in the future. And he said, you know what? Why don't I just do it for you? And I said, well, but Andy, I can't, I can't afford you. I have no budget on this podcast. And he said, no, I want to do it. I appreciate what you've done for my mom. I want you to keep encouraging my mom. And I'll just, I'm just going to do it. Friends, we, I mean, this might make me emotional. We are on episode 28, 29, if you consider the intro an episode. Andy Tomlinson has edited every single one of these podcasts out of the goodness of his heart. I sent him my Starbucks code. I said, please get a Starbucks anytime you want. And I think he's used it like once or twice. And then I finally got his Venmo from his mom. And I said, please take your beautiful wife on a date. Volunteer help. There are some really great people out there that are so good and what they do, and they want to be a person that says, how can I help? And they mean it. Andy said to me, after I sent him that Venmo, what a good human I was. I said, Andy, not even close. So would you all just DM me or social or whatever you want to do and give a thank you to Andy. I'm going to send him all the thanks for this. By the way, I've given him an out almost every week. Like, you don't have to do this anymore. He's like, no, it's good. It's good. Volunteer help. Sometimes you just have to be humble enough to ask. Say, could anybody help me? The next one. Kids helping out. And if you don't have kids, that's okay. There's kids in your neighborhood. You can borrow them. (laughs) But think about what is age appropriate that you could involve your kids in these household responsibilities or even in your business responsibilities. You know, you're teaching them 
You're teaching them teamwork, that they're part of the team. You're teaching them what work looks like, hard work. You're teaching them skills. You could even talk to your accountant about what it looks like to have them on your payroll, how this could go into a college fund for them, et cetera. There's lots of great ways to do it. Let me tell you, they are so capable. If they've been watching you in any way, they are really capable. And you could decide that this is going to be part of their um, extra money for the month. If you do something like that, if you give them spending money, or this could, again, go into their savings, or it could mean that they get a special outing with you. It's really up to you how you want to do it. But recently, I have hired my daughter, Maddie. And she is now doing the QuickBooks expenses. I have to say, she is the best assistant at that that I have ever had. She is so efficient. I can't even believe it. And so I'm now giving her more tasks. And she is taking it and running with it so much better. She's so much more creative in some of the things I'm asking her to do than I would ever do. And that girl loves her to make some money. So there are many things that your kids or your, or not just your kids, it could be your family. It could be your spouse. It could be your parents that say, you know what? I want to be part of the team and I want to help out. Sometimes you pay them. Sometimes you thank them. Sometimes you take them to dinner and sometimes they just, you know, it's, just basically you live in this house. And so <laughs> this is what you get to do. All right. The last one, of course, is recognizing the need for paid help. So sometimes we barter. Sometimes there's volunteer help. Sometimes there's kids. And sometimes we need to pay for it. And there are signs that it is time to seek paid help. Because here's the deal. You do get what you pay for. So if all you have is free help, sometimes you, you can't fire free help, first of all. You also aren't can't really be their boss in the same way. So if you're not really happy with what they're doing, or maybe they say they're going to do it, maybe it's childcare, and maybe it's a family member. And then like, oopsies, I forgot. I have a doctor's appointment or a nail appointment or I overslept or whatever that looks like. You can't count on it. So sometimes you need someone that you can count on, someone that you are their boss so that you can redirect them if you need to. You have high expectations for them. And sometimes it's paid help because they're simply an ex expert in it. So it might be time to outsource things like that for time efficiency so that you can have guaranteed help. One way that you can do that is on your bug me list, you look at the things and then you do them first, see how long they take, then you'll know how much help you need. So if you do everything on the list, once and you realize, okay, this tends to take me 15 hours a week. I probably do it faster than anybody else. So maybe I'm looking for someone 20 hours a week. Does that make sense? Or you can, in any way you want to, you can decide how much help that you need. Sometimes it's hourly, sometimes it's per task. There are places like care.com that you could look for someone that can help you with your children. That's actually where we hired my kids first call her a nanny or Mary Poppins or whatever she was. She was absolutely amazing. I talked about her in the last episode and she just really came into our lives when we needed her the most. I was pregnant with Maddie and I had Brayden who was one years old and she was just amazing. She just came a few days a week for a few hours a week and she helped, she just saved our lives and she was their second mom. You could also do things like Fiverr. It's F. I-V-E-R-R, Fiverr.com, where there's an app. You can literally pay people for tasks. Would you believe that this custom intro and outro that I have, the music, 
It was actually custom created by a guy on Fiverr. Yeah, he is a composer. And you would die when you found out how little I had to pay this guy for a custom. Now you're going to go back and listen, are you? And don't listen on 1.25 or 1.5. Listen to it in real time. I told him exactly what I wanted. I'm a violinist. I wanted violins in there if possible and not sounding cheesy. This is about time. I wanted a clock ticking as long as that didn't sound cheesy. I wanted it to be exciting and empowering and upbeat and joyful. And that's exactly what he gave me like three hours later. You can also ask in local moms groups. I was having a coaching session um, with one of our mastermind and she said, okay, there are technology things I'm just not good at. I had her go that very day into her local Facebook group for the moms in her area. I said, there are women in there that are highly educated in this area and they are probably looking for a little bit of extra money while their kids are in school, et cetera. By that night, she found someone who this was her expertise and she was just going crazy sitting at home and needing something to do. So there are a lot of opportunities and places to find the paid help. Of course, you can ask for referrals and you can look around your town and see who's looking for whatever kind of job that you are needing. And remember, I worked so much harder and more efficiently when I was paying someone else to do something. Therefore, it came back to me in what I was doing and the income that I was making. So remember, it's normal to have some feelings of guilt associated with seeking help. I still feel guilty about how much Andy helps me out. Andy, are you listening? I still feel guilty, but thank you. And it's not only acceptable, but it's honorable. To not only prioritize this for your own well-being, but guess what? It's like a boomerang. It comes back to you. It comes back to you in so many different ways, in relationships, in what you learn, in being able to especially pay someone else for what they're good at and what they love to do and contribute to them financially. How cool is that? So I just want to encourage you to assess your own situation and start delegating when necessary. There's two quotes I wanted to finish today. And the first, of course, is a John Maxwell. And he says, the best leaders, and I know you want to be a great leader in whatever capacity you're in. He says, the best leaders are those most interested in surrounding themselves with assistants and associates. And I'll just add in, and people smarter than they are. Wouldn't that be cool? If you surrounded yourself with some really smart people, And then I guess his name is Publius Cirrus. We're going to call him Cirrus. He says, to do two things at once is to do neither. You cannot do it all. You just can't. And you're not meant to. And the way that you don't have to do it all is through that delegation. Take your bug me list out. I want you to look through it. I want you to say, all right, what can be delegated? And from that delegation list, By the way, I was thinking of the word allowance. Did you notice that when I was talking about the kids, like when you pay them? I literally couldn't, because I just do an outline for this. I don't write it word for word or anything. Could not think of the word allowance. All right, so allowance. I know kids are like doing PowerPoint presentations now of why they should have allowance or whatever. (laughs) And you could say, all right, I learned I'm supposed to delegate. If you decide you want to do an allowance, you could do it like that. But anyways, bartering, volunteering, kids or family helping out. And then recognizing when it's time to have some serious paid help. All right. Well, there's one thing that I don't delegate and it is my time with you. This is priority for me. I love it. I appreciate it. I value it. 
And so don't worry. I'm never, ever going to delegate this part to anybody else. So God bless you. Make it a beautiful delegating season. Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode. And until then, make every moment count.